This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Someone asked me an, an interesting question that they were at a Sheva Brachas. And at the Sheva Brachas, there's two Brachas <coughs> amongst the seven Sheva Brachas that don't start off with the Baruch Ata Hashem. The fourth and the fifth bracha start off Saz Tosis, and the fifth starts off Sameach Tesamach. And apparently what happened was, they started off Saz Tosis, and they didn't completely see the end of the bracha. So instead of ending off Mesameach Tzirim Bevonel, which is the proper way to end off the bracha, they ended off Mesameach Hasem Bekal. And the question was, with the Yitzha, that bracha, did they have to redo the bracha? What are they supposed to do? Um, apparently, if you look in the Achorinim, this is a common problem. It seems like this is typical because these are the two brachas that are right next to each other. They both don't start off with the barachata, and if the printing is not great, and you're not looking carefully, you can easily end up concluding with the wrong ending. So the question is whether or not you have to redo the bracha if you have the wrong ending. That was the question. So initially, one would think, of course you do. Why is it different than any other bracha that if you're supposed to have a specific ending to it and you get the wrong ending, you have to repeat the bracha? So here also should be the case. Now the person told me at the Sheva brachas that they were at, whoever was there, Paskin, you don't have to make the bracha again. That was the psaq. I have no idea who the person was, if they knew anything from anything, but that was the psaq at the Sheva brachas then, that they don't have to repeat the bracha. Kenirit, to my opinion, I think that's a mistake. And it seems like that the consensus of the G'day L'Achreinim is not like that. But what's the sugya? What's the question? What's the issue? So there's an interesting halach in Shulchan Aruch and some Kuv Pezayin Sif Aleph. The Mechaber over there is discussing what would have happened or what happens if a person takes the first brach of benching. First brach of benching starts off with a Baruch Ata Hashem and it ends off with Baruch Ata Hashem as a beginning and an ending. What would happen if a person decided to change or tamper a little bit with the Nusach HaBrachah and to make it very short? Shorten the first bracha. So the Shulchan Aruch writes over him, Omar B'Mokim Birchas Hazon. Let's say a person, instead of saying the full Hazan HaSalam Kula, he decided to make a short bracha. Brich Rachmana Malka Ma'orei Dehai Pita. Short version. Blessed the God who gave us the bread. That's it. Zok the Mechaba Yotzah. He's Yotzah. And the Mishnah speaks out, the Chiddush of Yotzah over here means, even though there was no full body of the bracha, he's missing a lot of words from the first bracha, and he's missing the Chasima. There's no Hazan HaSakral. He didn't end off the ending of the bracha. Nonetheless, says the Shulchan Aruch, the first sheet of your Yoytzeh. If you look at the Mishnah Brewery, he quotes from Reb Kivega. Reb Kivega says that there's a Melchamas that holds like this. She just reshined him. You don't need a chasima to a bracha that's supposed to have a chasima. Bidiyevet, a bracha that's supposed to have a chasima doesn't have a chasima, you're still Yoytzeh. Then the Shulchan Aruch says, but Yeshoimrim, some say no. Some say, Shetzarach, Shiyachtoim, Bris, Rachmona, Dezon, Kolo. If you're going to do it in the, in the Aramaic, abridged version, you still have to have a chasima, which is similar to Azan HaSakot. Mr. Burr explains that the second sheet of the Shulchan Aruch holds, no, you got to have a chasima. You can't end off the first bracha benching without a chasima. So, how do we paskin? Two sheets in the Shulchan Aruch, it's not clear how we paskin. Now, if you look at the Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch, he brings down the first sheet, he calls it over here, he says, Yesh, it's Tam, and then he quotes the Yesh Oimrim. Usually when you have a Stam and a Yesh Oimrim, the Allah is like the Stam. So if the Allah is like a stam, it means the Shulchan Aruch holds, you don't need a chasimah b'diyevet. So if you don't need a chasimah b'diyevet, so perhaps if I made the wrong chasimah, that should be the same thing as if I made no chasimah. And maybe that's why the, we, this Rav, whoever Paskin was coming from, he thought that we Paskin like the first sheet of the Shulchan Aruch. The first sheet of the Shulchan Aruch holds, it's okay if you don't make a chasimah. So he figured what's the difference between no chasimah and the wrong chasimah. 
However, it's a couple of Nakudas that are problematic. First of all, it's not so simple that we pass in that way. It seems to be a steer. If you look at Simirashud Gimel, there it sounds like from the Shulchan Aruch that we pass in that you do need to have a Hasima. So the Pashtas is, is that we hold, you need to have a Hasima even by the Evet. And the Shevet Alevi, the Bishul of Ozzim, the Chuvan, Chedeches, Semirash Ayn Hay makes the following observation. He says, sometimes it's worse to say the wrong Chasima than to say no Chasima. In the case of the Shulchan Aruch over there, he never ended off anything. He didn't say anything. He just left it blank. So there there's a machoik is whether or not that's okay. But in our case, he concluded with the wrong conclusion. That's the wrong ending of the bracha. So Abshmuel Vosner argues, since he made the wrong ending, that's worse than the case of the Shulchan Aruch. So it says Abshmuel Vosner, even if you would hold like the first sheet in the Shulchan Aruch, that if you made no chasim of the which is quite debatable, but in our case, it's worse because you made the wrong chasimah. And therefore, Rabbi Shmuel Vazna passes Allah Halamaisa, you are not Yoitzah. Rabbi Nasha Klein has a chuva in Chelik Yud Zayin, Simon Nun Dalin is a classical safer. He makes a similar observation. He says that these brachas have no opening to them. They don't have a, they don't start off with the barachat to Hashem. And he says, since they don't start off with the barachat to Hashem, the ending is so, so much more important. And therefore, Paschus and Menashe Klein, the same sack, that since you ended off with the wrong chasimah, you are not Yoitzah the bracha. That's, that's part of the Shiloh. Can you do that also? Right. So the Maisa, I found Reb Shmuel Vosner says you're not Yoitzer. Reb Nasha Klein says you're not Yoitzer. Reb Chaim Kenievsky says you're not Yoitzer. And Reb Avadi Yosef says you're not Yoitzer. I have not found one person who said you are Yoitzer. So I don't know. I don't know who this person Paskin that you are Yoitzer. I would love to see it. I've only found four Paiskim, contemporary Paiskim, all that were of the opinion that you are not Yoitzer. I did come across a fascinating sheet of Reb Moshe. Reb Moshe has a true English Moshe where he talks about, let's say a person doesn't even know the first bracha of benching. Now today it's hard to imagine. We have printed Siddur and we have on our phone. But let's say a person doesn't even know the first bracha of benching. He can't get to the first bracha. So Reb Moshe writes, he should make a burn of fashas. And a burn of fashas can act as a backup benching for someone who doesn't even know at all how to say a basic benching. I thought that was an interesting chiddush. Very hard to imagine. It should be negev as manenu bar Hashem. We all have access to sidurim and to benches. So Allah Lamaisa, I'm not sure where this fellow got his psak from, but it seems like to me in such a case you would have to repeat both brachas. And meaning, some people say maybe I'm yoyit to the chasim of the other bracha. On that they say no, you'd have to redo both brachas. You don't get any credit. Just very quickly. There's an interesting of just switching gears for a little bit. I wanted to talk about this first, but then the Shaila came up. There's a Berhetev in Uchus Nefilas Apayim. The Berhetev brings down from the Arizal. Interesting Arizal. The Arizal says that you're not supposed to, you're supposed to do Nefilas Apayim on your Zuraya, on your arm, and not on your Kafiat. Not on either your hand or your wrist. Berhetev brings down such a, an Arizal, and he doesn't tell us why. Why does it matter where on my arm I do Nefil Sapayim? I do it on my hand, my wrist, my arm. Why does it matter? So the Berhetev doesn't give us a reason. So the Bertzina Rav has a tshuva where he starts to think about what's the difference between my arm and my hand. So he comes up with an interesting svarah. He says, we know the halachas for Nefil Sapayim, you can't cover your face with your body. You have to have something else. A jacket, a sleeve, a talus. So he says, your arm is usually covered. He says, but your hand, a lot of people, their hand is open. There's no covering. So if you're going to do tachlun like this, you can't have your head, your hand covering your head. So zok the debetzin, maybe that's pshat and ariza. That's the reason why you can't do tachlun on your hand or on your wrist is because there's no covering. So therefore says the debetzin, let's say I take my talus, or let's say I take my sleeve, and I'd go like this, and I'd put my sleeve over my hand, I'd be allowed to do tachlun that way. That's the, what the debetzin initially thinks in his tshuva. The problem is, if you look in the shara kavanas from Chaim Vital and others, they say very clearly that Arizal's problem. And this is brought down both in, in other Paiskim also. The Arizal said, I don't know what this means exactly, he says, but our Averis are written on our wrist and on our hand. 
And therefore, if we do tachanun on our hand, we're basically creating, uh, uh, we're bringing up our averis to the, for, to, to, to the, to what Nefil Sapayim is supposed to do. Nefil Sapayim is supposed to be a big thing. We don't want our averis involved in the equation. Therefore, we're not supposed to do Nefil Sapayim on our hand or our wrist. So therefore, even if you cover it, it wouldn't make a difference. And it's interesting, if you look at the Mishtabura, Mishtabura has a lotion where it doesn't sound like that. It's not like from the Mishtabura that you could do Nefil Sapayim on your hand, as long as it's covered. So let's say a guy takes his jacket and he pulls it down on this, and he goes like this, that sounds like from the Mishnah that would be okay. And if you look in the El Yerab, it sounds like that also. If you look in the El Yerab, it sounds like the whole problem with the hand is that the hand is usually beer. And you can't cover yourself with a beer skin. But if you take your towels and drape it over your hand, or you take your jacket and drape it over, it would be okay. Nonetheless, if you look in the Ketzai Sashoch and Chaim Noah, he sounds like, no, you should never do Nefil Zapayim on your hand. Nefil Zapayim should only be on your Zeroya. If you take a look at the Emes Liyakov, they quote Rabbi Yaakov, was very makhved to do it on the upper part of his arm. Yaakov used to do Nefil Zapayim, Mamish's upper part of his arm would cover his head, not anywhere near the wrist or near the hand. But so if a person is going to do Nefil Zapayim lower down on his, on his wrist or his hand, he should at least try to be machmer to make sure that he's covering it with a jacket or a sleeve. This way, according to some opinions, it's not a problem. The Debretzina concludes in his tshuva, he thinks that since it's Alpi Ariza, Alpi Soid, even if you cover your wrist or your arm with your jacket, you still shouldn't do Nefil Zapayim on your hand. You should always do Nefil Zapayim on one's Zeroya. That is the more preferred way to do Nefil Zapayim.